But let's talk about momentum. How do you get it started? How do you keep it going as a leader? Much of life, as you know, is about momentum, isn't it? it all of the good stuff. If you look at all the good stuff in your life, all of it, it all is as a result of sticking with it over the long run and of creating momentum. Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. Welcome back to another podcast. I've been looking forward to talking with you about this one. As we get going, though, my cigar of choice today, staying with the momentum that I created a couple of podcasts ago, staying with the Bone Shaker brand of cigar. And this one is called a Bone Shaker Full Body Cast. <laughs> what an odd name for a cigar. Uh, but wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is good. It lives up to its name, being a cigar that will rattle your bones. It's not a starter cigar. Certainly not a cigar that people who just get going into cigars would enjoy. It's got quite a bit of intensity to it, especially when you first light it up. And then as it gets going, the intensity changes from just a good, sharp, spicy, peppery note. It mellows out a little bit, and then it picks up toward the end. So I really like the Bone Shaker full body cast cigar. I recommend it. It's got an Ecuadorian wrapper and a Connecticut broadleaf binder. Not quite, almost as dark as the OG bone shaker that showed up in one of my earlier podcasts or later podcasts. I'm not sure what order these are going to drop in, but uh, it was good too. This one is a, it's about five inches, maybe a little bit more than five inches long, and it's a Bellicoso. They sell for, I don't know, four bucks a cigar, something like that, unless you do what I do and like to and like to venture out and try new cigars by going to cigarbid.com and picking out one or two five packs of a cigar to give it a try. So this one's quite good. Bone Shaker Full Body Cast. It has an interesting smell before I lit it. It smells a little bit like pepper and, I don't know, freshly sawed or freshly cut cedar. Maybe that's because I was doing a little bit of work on my back deck and cut some cedar planks yesterday and I still have it lodged up in my memory. <laughs> but that's what it smells like, pepper and cedar. And then you get this thing going and it hits you pretty hard and then changes gears and then hits in a different way. It finishes at least halfway through. I'm not finished with it yet but about halfway through and uh, it starts to taste a little bit like walnuts or like walnuts that have kind of got a sugar caramelized coating on them. It tastes a little bit like that. Now, of course, it's not like a dessert. It's not at all like that. So if you're not familiar with cigars and you go grab one of these and expect it to taste like toasted, sugared, caramelized walnuts, you will think, I have lost my mind. I'm searching hard to get that kind of flavor. <laughs> I had to work at it. I had to go with it a little bit to start to get that kind of flavor. And then I found it. And it has a great smell to it as well. Uh, there's nobody in the studio right now with me or else I'd get them to shout out what they thought it smelled like. Anyway, so, so, 
good. Wonderful construction, good cigar, easy to smoke. And with it today, I'm pairing a 2023, it's about three months old, peach snapple. <laughs> you thought I was going to do a bourbon. No such luck. Not going to do a bourbon. I don't want to have a bourbon at lunchtime. Well, I do, but I'm not going to have a bourbon at lunchtime. I'm going to stick with this snapple peach iced tea. It's good stuff. So let's talk a little bit about momentum. I say it all the time that leadership is hard, but let's not make it harder than it needs to be. But it's especially difficult in the beginning. It's hard to get things going, like new ideas or new projects or, or new teams or new enterprises like a startup company or organization even, or a new culture within an old organization to get some new results. It's hard. It's especially difficult in the beginning. And it usually is a lot harder than we even expected it to be. <laughs> Things take a lot longer than we think they should. After all, your ideas are wonderful, aren't they? Shouldn't they on their own just spring up out of the ground like a blackberry bush in the Pacific Northwest? Shouldn't they just grow unattended? Nope, they do not. So let me share with you something I have learned the hard way, probably because of my optimism and drive that I think that things should be easier than they are, or at least I used to think that. Maybe you can learn this a little bit faster and a little bit easier than I did. Let's talk about momentum. How do you get it started? How do you keep it going as a leader? Much of life, as you know, is about momentum, isn't it? All of the good stuff. If you look at all the good stuff in your life, all of it, it all is as a result of sticking with it over the long run and of creating momentum. Huh. So momentum. Remember Newton's laws about motion? He said that momentum is one of his laws of motion. And when he described that law, he called it the law of the conservation of momentum, to be more precise. He said in an isolated system, the total momentum of a body or even of two bodies that are acting upon each other, that's going to remain constant unless an external force is applied. Therefore, momentum can neither be created nor destroyed apart from an external force. Okay, does your brain hurt yet? <laughs> you, you probably missed that day that they talked about it in high school. An object in motion, you remember this, you remember this well, right? An object in motion tends to stay in motion. Got that, right? Once it's in motion, it tends to keep going that way. That is unless something hits it or moves on it from the outside. So with that in mind, I'd like to share with you an observation that I've made and then applied with great success to my own leadership. I call it the leadership flywheel or a results flywheel. And it's all about momentum and how do you create momentum, right? So imagine with me here, this is a podcast, so you're going to have to use your imagination. Imagine I'm going to walk up to a whiteboard. I want to draw a big circle on the whiteboard. It's probably three and a half, four feet wide. Okay, big circle on the whiteboard. And the top of the circle is the word leadership. So let's go around clockwise. From leadership clockwise, let's move around and put the word structure there. Keep moving around. We'll have the word culture. Move around a little bit more. We're probably clear down around 8 o'clock now on that circle. Put the word behaviors. And then above that at perhaps 10 o'clock on that big circle we've, we've drawn is the word results, which then leads back to leaders. Okay, you with me? I'll say it again. Walk with me now. Leadership, structure, go around the circle, culture, behaviors, and results, and then back to leadership. This is the leadership flywheel. This is the results momentum flywheel. You want to notice that at the top of that, the word leadership, that's you. Leaders create momentum. 
They do so by pushing on structure. So your job as a leader is to imagine the future, what it could be, what it should be, what it ought to be, to so imagine it, to so let it captivate you and then compel you that you change your behavior so you can get from here to that very clear, very compelling future. When you do that, you realize that you need to have structures in place. So your job as a leader is first to imagine the vision, the future, where you want to be, then to look at where you are right now and say, we need to put structure in place so that we together can get to that future. Structure is invisible, some of it is, and some of it is very visible. Structure is hardware and software and chairs and tables and roads and plumbing and cars and tools and policies and procedures. It's also habits and traditions. It's all sorts of things that we've put in place, sometimes accidentally, sometimes intentionally. Sometimes it's long-standing structure. It's been around a long time. can't even see it. Or sometimes it's brand new structure. Structure we put in place to arrange our world to get our work done. The most powerful part of structure is the invisible part of structure, which is mental models. We've talked about it so many times. Of course you knew I was going to say that. Mental models are these mental maps that we create in our mind about reality, about how something is. Those mental maps or mental models shape how we see and experience the world around us. Now, our mental models or our mental maps, are not the terrain. Nobody would confuse a map with the terrain. That would be like someone saying to you when you ask, how was your weekend? I went on the 35-mile hike. Wow, you did? Tell me. I went over there out into the Olympics, and I hiked up around the top of the Olympics, and I went to Hurricane Ridge and found a ridge and hiked, and, I, and it took me 13 hours. It's a wonderful experience for me. And then you say, really? Well, that was, were you tired? Well, no, I wasn't really all that tired. Well, why? And then they show you on their dining room table that they have a map laid out and what they did was walk their fingers on that map. <laughs> You'd think, are you crazy? Well, the answer would be yes, because that person did not go on a hike. They followed their fingers along a map. <laughs> uh, that's silly, right? That's silly. But that's often how we think about our mental models. Our mental models are, are maps of reality. They aren't reality. Now, our job, of course, as leaders is to put mental models in place that are very, very close, increasingly close to reality, because the map map is not the reality. Most people don't walk around thinking that, though. Most folks walk around thinking that what they think is true is actually true. Reality is what we run into when we're wrong. If we look at that map laid out on the dining room table, it looks flat. You can't see any bugs. You don't see any brown bears out there. And you don't see the sweat that you will have to have in order to hike up that mountain because it's flat. Our reality of the map is not the same as the reality of the actual hike. <laughs> of course you know this. Of course you know this. But it's so easy to forget. I bring this up because as you as a leader create momentum, your main work after describing the vision, after that compelling picture of where you want to go, your main work is to make sure that the mental maps that people have about the work, about each other, about themselves, about where we're going and what it will be like, about the reality of the world in which we live and why it is the way it is, that their maps are true and accurate and as close to reality as they can possibly be. That's your main work. All right, so leaders create a vision, and then they create structure. It's out of that structure that our culture, that's the next word on that big circle, our cultures grow. Culture is the answer to the question. How does it really work around here? Followed up by the question, what do we applaud? What do we say, oh, that's good. That's how we do it around here. And which behaviors do we say, uh, we don't do that around here. That's, that's not who we are. We don't do that around here. That's what culture is. And culture is tacitly agreed upon, or sometimes it is openly agreed upon, but it's just as powerful in either case. 
Another way of thinking about it is culture, how it really works around here, can be intentional. We put it in place on purpose and everyone knows it. Everyone from the front of the organization to the back knows how it works around here and this is the way it should work around here. And they hold one another accountable to working within the answers to those questions. How does it really work around here? That's intentional culture. There's also accidental culture where we just have over time stumble into how it really works around here and it's not necessarily the best way that it should work. And in fact, some of those things might be a bad way that it should work. We've got other podcasts here about that if you want more on dive deep dive on that. There's also there's a YouTube video we've got on our Hilt Academy, H-I-L-T, Hilt Academy at YouTube and you'll find a video in there where I talk about culture in greater depth. So if you want more about that, go there. So all right, so leaders create a vision, then they create structure. That structure defines our culture. And then the culture defines the behaviors that we want. If we do these things over and over and over, then those are the behaviors that the culture supports. And they are open. Everyone can see them. But sometimes in unhealthy cultures, they're hidden. We have these behaviors that we espouse, but we don't really, really do those under pressure. We do these behaviors under pressure over here. Those are enacted behaviors. Okay, so cultures create behaviors that are applauded. They also identify behaviors that we do not applaud. Those behaviors, when done long enough over time, create results. Those results, those outcomes, those achievements then, once we achieve them, now put pressure back on you as a leader. We're clear back at the top of the circle. Leaders create a vision, then they create structure. They create, that creates culture. Culture creates behaviors. The behaviors that happen enough over a long enough period of time create results. And those results put pressure on you as a leader. When you start the leadership flywheel, you start it moving. The hardest work is the vision stuff and the structure stuff. That's the hardest work. That's where you're applying most of your work to get that leadership flywheel to start to go. But then once it starts to move and results clear around the upside of that wheel are achieved, it puts pressure on you to now lead differently Leading people to begin to create something is not the same thing as leading people who begin to get success in the thing that they created. So that flywheel now comes back and smacks you in the back of the head if you're not ready for it. (laughs) Get ready for it because leading a startup is not the same thing, whether it's a project or a company or a small group or a team, as leading a group that has had a lap or two around that cycle. They're starting to get results. Leading winners is not the same thing as leading people who are in training. You see that? So then the leadership flywheel keeps going and going and going. Here's my point. Remember when Newton said momentum will be maintained unless acted upon by an outside force? The corollary to that is that momentum will not happen unless acted on by an outside force. You, my friend, are the outside force. As a leader, your work pushing on the organization, pushing on the vision, designing and living in and evaluating and creating the structure. Your work is that outside force. Now, maybe you're a leader who has stepped into an organization where that flywheel has already been going for a long period of time and you need to change the direction of the flywheel. You are an outside force pushing on that flywheel so it points in a different direction. Or maybe it's going in the wrong direction altogether. You need to stop it and reverse it. You are that outside force. The pressure you put on that organization by your leadership, by your presence as a leader is the outside force. I say it all the time. Leadership isn't everything, but it's the first thing. This is what I mean. You are the outside force. So here's some pro tips as we come to the end of this conversation and I enjoy the rest of my peach snapple (laughs) and finish this cigar before I move on to the rest of my day. Here's some pro tips. 
go into it expecting at the beginning of something for it to be hard work, relentlessly challenging, difficult work you cannot back off on to create momentum, especially that first lap around or that second lap around. Second pro tip, apply your force to structure. Once you're crystal clear about where you need to be and where you want to go, apply your energy to structure. Specifically, apply your energy to mental models or or assumptions that we've got, these maps that we've got about what's true. Those are the most leveraged parts of all of our structure. How we think about something, what we think is true, what we think about ourselves, and how we fit in this enterprise and in the larger scheme of things is much more leveraged than how much money you've got, how much time you've got, how good your technology is. That's where you apply your force. Apply it to structure. Here's the third pro tip. Be patient. Patience is not passive it is active. And by this, maybe I could be saying, be determined. Keep going. Be patient in your work. Do the work. Do the work. Do the work. It will pay off. Momentum requires overcoming inertia. Your own inertia when you're tired on a Monday morning and the inertia of others who would rather just let their habits and structures of the way they think and the way they live their lives just keep going the direction they're going or the inertia of people who just want to sit still and fold their arms and take a paycheck. Be patient. Creating momentum, maintaining momentum requires overcoming inertia. Here's the fourth pro tip. Get ready, because when you get results, and you will, you got to grow up and grow a lot as a leader. As I said moments ago, leading winners and leading an organization with good structure and a healthy culture is not the same thing as creating the good structures and creating healthy culture. Leading it is a much more sophisticated challenge. But you got this. You know how to do this. This leadership flywheel, this results flywheel thing, you know how to do this. Look at where you are now. Look at where you were last year. Wow, it's pretty impressive. You're going to be down the road just a little ways as you're pushing hard to create this momentum, this structure, this flywheel as you do your work in those two right spots of of creating a vision and then looking at the mental models, your own and everyone else's, and adjusting them so that they're correct, out of which will grow the culture. That hard work will pay off. It might be another year. It might be another six months. It might be three years from the beginning of it. It will pay off. So keep going. Keep going, my friend. Here's to you. I toast you with this zero sugar. I just saw that. Oh no, it's zero sugar Snapple tea. I just pulled it out and saw peach Snapple. I thought, oh, this is going to be wonderful. Ah, well, it is. It's still good. It's still good. Low calorie, big flavor, naturally flavored. Oh, so it doesn't have the fake stuff in it. Wonder what's naturally flavored with here. I probably should read what they can't even read it. That's probably stevia or something like that. Oh, it does have stevia, but it's also got aspartame. I don't think aspartame is a natural flavoring. Oh, maybe they're referring to the peach. That's probably what it is. Ain't nothing natural about this Snapple. Oh, it's good though. It's good though. There you go, my friends. We need you to succeed. Keep it up. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. 
If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.